The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. How you feeling today, man? Are, are, are we going to be feeling really, 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 really good for the rest of the day? Or are we just going to feel good between 8 and 9.30? How that's going to work today? <laughs> well, I, I am not feeling all that great. I, I've been battling a cold or flu, whatever the heck's going around. Who, who knows what you got nowadays? Uh, but I, I've been... I've been under the weather since the basketball game on Tuesday night. Just have zero energy. So I, I do not feel great. And it's probably going to be an all day thing for me, especially when I have to watch Mitchell Trubisky play quarterback for my Pittsburgh Steelers tonight against whoever the New England Patriots, the worst team in football. Well, the second worst team in football ahead of the Carolina Panthers, whatever quarterback they trot out there. I, I haven't seen whether they're going with Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or some other quarterback that they have invented out of thin air. So uh, I'm not going to feel great all day, but I imagine that Tennessee fans could receive a, a nice little boost depending on how they're feeling, depending on what Jordan Seaton does today. Well, Najee Harris seems pretty excited about Mitch Trubisky getting the opportunity tonight. So you should be excited. Najee Harris might not even play. So uh, that's probably why he's excited. Did you see, did you see what he said when he was asked about, Trubisky's leadership? I actually did not. Oh, I thought I, I thought I sent it to you. Oh man. He was he was asked about Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Trubisky's leadership and Dodge said, uh, I guess so. <laughs> I just I had to send it here again. Uh eight six five two hundred my Yankees got Juan Soto, so I'm 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 feeling a little bit better this morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll read it for you right quick. Steelers running back Najee Harris gives lukewarm answer on Mitchell Trubisky's leadership. Um, it's fine, I guess. Harris said when asked how to describe Trubisky's leadership. Style, vocal, I guess. So, just thought you should know that as a Steelers fan. But 
the main topic here on the program. Lady Vols? Ben? What? They're the most recent Tennessee Athletics team to play. Is that fact or fiction? It's fact. It is a fact, but I do not want to talk about them. Why you bring them up? <laughs> trying to be petty. I'm being too silly. Let, let's get to the main event. Let, this is a Swain event, so let's get to the main event and talk about what everybody wants to talk about. I don't know what I watched last night. Um, <laughs> I I did not watch last night. <laughs> I know. I watched the I watched the first quarter to see what the basketball game looked like in the in Propes Arena at the Von Braun Center, which is where I graduated high school there in Huntsville. Swain, did you graduate high school there? Uh, yes. Okay, I didn't. Yes. I didn't know if y'all held graduation elsewhere. Did uh? How about your prom, Buckhorn? Yes. We had. Our our prom at one of the ballrooms in in the Von Braun Center. Yeah, prom. I saw. I remember going to a Lil Wayne concert there. Uh, I remember seeing Jaheem there. It was Cash Money Records. Uh, yeah, man, a lot of great memories at the VBC. So I tuned in for that reason to see what the VBC looked like because I liked my time at the VBC. Went to a couple Havoc games while living in Huntsville. No, I I, I've been to, I went, uh, my, my wife, uh, she was a dancer, so she danced uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters when they came to town one year when we were in high school. So a lot of memories in the VBC, so I tuned in for that reason. And then midway through the second quarter, I turned that, I, I turned it off. I said, my, Mama McKee was in attendance. Mama McKee was in attendance. God bless her soul. Uh, she had she had real nice seats. She got she she had a front row view, so I, I'll, I'll let her fill me in on the action later. Yeah, I watched the second half, and I can't get that time back. Um, no, he okay. can't. Jordan Seaton, <laughs> let's get to it. I, I know why you're tuning in today. I know why you push play on the Swain Event Podcast today. Nelson's scratching his neck right now like a crackhead. Like, come on, he's ready? We don't we don't care about Huntsville or the VBC. Talk about Jordan Seaton. He's he's ready to go, man. Uh, all eyes on Jordan Seaton, the MIG five star plus 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 offensive tackle. If you are Tennessee, Jordan Seaton is the number one priority. There's no doubt about it. You have Nico Ia Malayava, Malayava, and you have to protect him. You got John Campbell Jr. coming back. You have some other guys on the offensive line coming back. But you got to stack up players in the trenches. You have done a pretty good job in three years with a second year of doing a tremendous job of competing in the SEC, doing more less opportunity to win 20 games in two years. But now it's time to take the next step. And to do that, you got to have dudes in the trenches. You can't just have any guys in the trenches. Maybe some positions you can have any guys, but not in this conference. You got to have studs. And Jordan Seaton is a stud. Is it Oregon? Is it Ohio State? Is it Tennessee? Different people from different sites may think it's Tennessee. 
Jordan Seaton has um, made a trip to California. So he's in California. And doesn't seem like there's been a ton of communication. Um, but this morning, Ben, looks like there's been a lot of Tennessee talk. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing a lot of Tennessee talk. I I do think that a nobody knows 100% right now, and b I don't think anybody will know 100% until he announces. This is one of the rare recruitments in today's day and age of social media, to where it's hard to to get a read on it 1,000%. But with that being said, I, I do think that they're there's momentum in, in Tennessee's favor. Uh, and, and it's, it's a very strange recruitment, which kudos to Jordan Seaton and, and his camp, keeping it close to the vest because uh, he, he did release a top seven, but it, it's uh, a final three of Ohio state, Oregon and Tennessee. And none of the quote unquote insiders from any of the schools <laughs> really know where he's going and kind of our, our, guessing and, and and thinking it's the other two or their school and another school it, it's a, a very strange recruitment just in I say strange because it, it doesn't really fit the mold of today's era of social media and, and recruiting and and if if you can pick up what people are putting down it's it's pretty easy to tell where a kid is going to to school before he formally announces it, it it's if you can read between the read between the tea leaves I mean it, it's you can figure it out pretty easily, uh, but this is not one that that you can figure out because he's done a great job of keeping it close to the vest. So uh, I, I think Tennessee has a really, really good shot of landing him. We'll just see what he decides to do when he ultimately announces where he's going. I mean, this is actually how you're supposed to do it if you're trying to protect your announcement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're really trying to surprise folks, I mean, this this is how you're supposed to do it. and you know, so many times these recruiting services will try to l- use their leverage with these young men and say, "Hey, man, like if you want the attention, then we gotta we gotta know a little bit of what you what you're thinking, where you're going." And by the time it's all said and done. It is said and done, and everyone knows where the guy's going. But if you're Jordan Seaton, and you know you're a stud, and you know you're a baller, and you know that the recruiting service needs you, then you don't have to give them every bit of information, every bit of news, provide an update. With every visit and, and tip your cap, you can do exactly what he's doing now, which is go to California and say, hey, I'm going to do my announcement there. So we we don't even know what time he's committing. As of yesterday, did that change? Uh, not not that I've seen. <laughs> I, went, I went to bed pretty early, but I, I – yeah, I mean, this is a different recruitment. I kind of like it. it. It's kind of a throwback to the the old national signing day time period of where the, there were a lot of mysteries 
going into the one true national signing day. And, and there were a couple of guys who you didn't really know where he was going, but, and you didn't really know when he was going to announce. And that, that made the, the traditional national signing day a whole lot of fun. Uh, and, and this one feels like a throwback to, to the old school days of, of national signing day. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Let's get to the phones. Start us off this morning. Uh, good morning. Who are we speaking with? What's up, fellas? It's Deezy in Milwaukee. What's up, Deezy? Man, chilling, man, chilling, man. It's supposed to be in the fifties today, so looking forward to that. Up there? Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Mid fifties today. I don't know where it came from, but I would not complain. That's weird. Well, it is, it is in the twenties right now down here, and I do not like it. We're supposed to be mid fifties <laughs> here in Knoxville. That that's, that doesn't make sense. Oh uh, yeah, we'll we'll take it though. Um, just wanted to um, call in, say what's up, Twain. Your uh, your hoodie game been on fleek, man. I don't I don't know if on fleek is even still popular with the, the youngins today, but your hoodie game been killing it, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Love not hard. You may have to explain that to Swain himself. What the, the on fleek? I know what that means. <laughs> um, uh, ben, um, how how are Knox and uh, the wife is doing? Doing great. Knox is growing like crazy and uh, starting to really develop a, a personality and just into everything, anything, and everything. And uh, wifey is doing well as well. So three and a half months out from baby boy number two and had a, a doctor's appointment yesterday and everything looked great. So I appreciate you asking. All right. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm sure the rest of our nation is this morning um, to see what's going to happen with Seton. Um, I've been up refreshing the Twitter already this morning, obviously knowing even Californian won't be making a pick for several hours, but, would be a huge, huge, huge get for us. Um, and speaking on that as well, um, just thinking about how crazy this transfer portal has been mm. in just, what, four days. Um, I got a couple of names, if you don't mind, Ben, that I, that I uh, would throw at you, and then um, I'll get off and listen to hear what you have to say. Just throw a couple of names at you in the portal um, and see uh, where Tennessee may stand with those guys. Um, starting with Juice Wells from uh, South Carolina, um, the Jolly Kid from UConn. Jolie. Jolie? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jolie uh, from UConn. Uh, the, uh, I think it's Faze or Faze, uh, the, uh, the other tight end from Notre Dame, uh, the Lyman from MTSU, and... The uh, the Nate Anderson, um, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma, I believe his younger brother uh, committed to Tennessee as well. Um, appreciate it, guys. Um, always good to talk to you, and I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Deasy. Uh, the the MTSU defensive lineman um, he released the top three last night that did not include Tennessee, uh, so doesn't doesn't look like Tennessee's going to be able to get in. With him, uh, I, I I immediately unfollowed him <laughs> when I saw that when I saw him release a different top three that didn't consist of Tennessee. I think it was like Miami and Oklahoma. I don't know. I, I didn't pay much attention when I didn't see Tennessee. So it doesn't look like Tennessee is going to be able to get in with the MTSU uh, defensive lineman um, Juice Wells. 
Hmm. Seems like he's going to, seems like Tennessee's going to get a nice crack at it. Uh, receive a visit from him. And obviously, like Swain always says, if you can get him on campus, anything is possible, as uh, Kevin Garnett would say. Uh, so I, I think Tennessee's going to be able to be able to take a shot at that one. And, and boy, would that be a huge commitment because Juice Wells can can play some football again. Swain and I talked about that on Tuesday. He was arguably the the best receiver, according to some, in the SEC entering this season. So uh, Tennessee's gonna gonna swing there, and we'll see if they can hit a home run. Let me stop. Uh, let me stop you on that one, on, on Juice Wells. Um, I think people should lower their expectations. Um significantly on juice wells because um i know i know you saw reports of, of tennessee and texas in there but I, I i don't see that one happening i'll be surprised if it does um so i would love him if he was in orange i think he would be wide receiver number one i think Tennessee's offense will have a chance to, to be special like it was in 22 uh, to a certain extent. But out of all those players that was mentioned, I got the least amount of confidence in, in that one uh, with, Juice, with Juice Wells. And he's actually put Tennessee, seems like, in this you know a group of teams that he's uh, looking at. So go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, no, no. That was valuable information. I mean, I – I had the same feeling as you that that was one where when he entered the portal, I, w- I was going to be surprised if, if Tennessee was going to be able to get a crack at it because there were, uh, and these were public. So I, I don't mind saying it, but there were rumors about him going to Texas. So, uh, and, and strong rumors about Texas b- before he entered the portal. So, um, I, I feel the same way that, that you do. I, I would be surprised if if Tennessee does pull that one off, but there, there's been some talk about him taking a, a visit to Tennessee, so we'll see if that actually happens uh, at some point. As as far as the tight ends, uh, the the UConn tight end, he's going to be here this weekend for an official visit. Uh, I know he was really really excited about the Tennessee offer when, when Tennessee did offer. Uh, now he is somebody who's going to receive many offers, so uh, the the hay is far from being in the barn with him. Um, but he's somebody that that Tennessee was impressed with when UConn played at Tennessee uh, a little over a month ago, and, and he was excited to pick up uh, that Tennessee offer. And again, he'll be here this weekend on an official visit, and uh, I, I think Tennessee's in good position there. Uh, with the Notre Dame tight end, Holden Stays, uh, he picked up an offer this week and received a, a visit from Alec Ablin, Tennessee's tight end coach, uh, as well, and, and he's planning on visiting uh, Tennessee here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so uh, Tennessee seems to be in in good position with the Notre Dame tight end and the UConn tight end. Um, I I would be stunned if they could land both. So uh, interested to see how that plays out and and maybe who they decide to take of the two or or somebody else because they have been evaluating practically every tight end that enters the portal as, as you would expect. But uh, those two seem to be the leaders in the clubhouse at the moment. Yeah, I think Tennessee needs to get. Two two guys at that position. Um, you know, looking at Ethan Davis is kind of the sole guy in the, in the room and doesn't even have any experience, really. I mean, a couple of snaps here and there this past season. So I think it's important for Tennessee uh, to uh, address that tight end situation. Um, 
this transfer portal stuff is is fascinating because there's no sense into getting into the portal unless you have an idea of what you're going to do. Like, there's no sense of leaving a job until you know you have a job. And so the last thing you want to do is get caught for tampering. And you can't make it obvious. You got to cover your tracks. I think the best way to cover your tracks is you got to throw other teams in there. You may have an idea of where you're going. Like, think about how quick some of these players selected schools after hitting the portal. Like, think about it. Like coming out of high school, it takes weeks, months to develop a relationship with the position coach. You want to know you can trust him. You want to know about the offense. You want to see the progress with a football team. If they're heading in the right direction, if you want to be a part of that. It takes months, weeks. Man, we've seen guys hit the portal and like within two days pick their new school. Come on, man. You know they've been talking before. But the way to do Brock, it, to be slick Brock about Vandergrift it. picked Kentucky within like 48 hours. Exactly. But the way you do it, to not make it obvious that there's tampering, is you got to throw a couple teams in there. Got to throw a couple teams in there. Maybe go on a visit or two. And then you pick the school that you're going to pick the whole time anyways. It's fascinating to me, man. It, it really is. It is absolutely wild, wild west. It is crazy. But if you are one of the halves, I think Tennessee is one of the halves, you can come up during the portal. And that's that's what we need to do. It needs to be a huge come up entering year four. A lot of positions to address. Like someone on Twitter yesterday, I was looking at the offensive lineman from Texas A&M, the interior offensive line. They got three years to play. He was an All-American, a freshman All-American, was a starter. Uh, three years to play. I was like, uh, come on. <laughs> three years to play. Let's go. Who, Someone who, was who like. Need, who needs to be sent to, to pack those bags? Yeah, like, uh, this is a no-brainer. Someone was like, we need tackles, Swain. Um, we need everything. Uh, like real, real quick, Swain. You can't make a case uh, that we don't need everything. We need every position, maybe except for like punter. We need every position. Yes, uh, we do a little bit of a recruiting update and, and not a good one for Tennessee. Um, Justin Jolly, the UConn tight end that we we're literally just talking about taking a visit this weekend. Uh, he just tweeted one minute ago, I will not be going on an official visit to Tennessee this weekend. Things have changed and my weekend is now open. So, Although we just got done talking about the UConn tight end taking official visit this weekend because he did uh, tell Ryan Callahan, uh, my co-worker at Go Balls 24-7 earlier this week, that he was going to visit this weekend. He has now come out and tweeted that he will not visit Tennessee this weekend. All right. Back to the drawing board. He's a good player, but guys, don't know what goes on during these conversations, during these negotiations. Yeah, and they're evaluating a ton of tight ends, so who who knows what happened? And you can't just give every kid what they're what they're asking. Like folks that have no skin in the game, ain't put no money up, saying just pay him what he wants. Stop trying to spend other people's money. 
We don't know what these players are asking for. He wants a million. Give him a million. No. 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 So we don't know. We do not know. Before you jump to conclusions. 865-255-03. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Lady Chevrolet text box is up and running this morning. You can use the free Swain Event app. Go right to the text feature. Hit us right up. Question, comments, 
nothing makes the sh- nothing makes the show better than when you have good interaction, good dialogue, back and forth with our listeners. Chip Payne says, "Is there such thing as legal tampering? Uh, legal tampering would be not getting caught. That would be that would be legal tampering." Because tampering is illegal. It's illegal. Uh, for example, does a player still have conversations with those who recruited him in high school while he's at the school that he's committed to? There's just ways to do it, Chip. There's, you know, representation. There's a third party. That's the way to do it. But you just can't get caught tampering directly with, with the player. That's that's illegal. Raleigh Vall says he's slaw anyways. No, nah, I'm just playing. Talking about Joe Lee. Right before the break. Being give us an update based on his Twitter account that he is not visiting Tennessee this weekend. Said so his weekend is open. Hey, it could be next weekend. Who knows? Or it yeah. could not be. Period. Yeah. So. Him saying that his weekend is open to make it seem like he's open to going and visiting elsewhere makes it seem like maybe a, a Tennessee visit won't happen at some point, but that is a possibility. Uh, and it could also mean that he decided he didn't want to visit Tennessee or, as I mentioned, Tennessee is pursuing a, a lot of tight ends in the portal. Maybe Tennessee chose to go a different direction at that position. I think it's important. There's oh, a lot of different possible reasons. I just think it's important to note that that football is played with pads and it's not seven on seven and there's a running element to the game. And Tennessee's one of the best rushing teams in the country, um, one of the best in the SEC. And that that can't change. Like if you want balance, um uh, and, and for a first time starter and Nico next year, the running game is going to be very helpful. I'm not saying that he ain't gonna go out there and ball out in the passing game because I think he I think he will, but Balance is what helps to pass the game. And so if you're going to be in a personnel grouping of, of three wide receivers and a tight end and a running back, you got to have tight ends that can that can block and run routes and catch the ball. You can't have tight ends who will just do one thing well because if you have that, it handcuffs the offensive coordinator. And then people are like, oh, my gosh, what do we call it, man? The coordinator, man, he stinks. Well, it's because the tight end can't run routes and catch, or the tight end can't block. But when you have a guy that can do both, oh, man, the possibilities are endless. So I think Joe Lee's a really good player on the perimeter and, and in space and catch the ball. My only question was, okay, at 215, how confident are we that he going to block and put on weight? Which should not be hard to put on weight, like I can tell you right now. Um I think me and Ben can tell you it ain't that hard to to, to gain a little weight. I think we all can um, get married and have a kid, and you'll put on fifteen twenty real quick. Yeah, we don't need Joe Lee having any kids up in here. Um, but like, it ain't hard to lose, to gain weight in East Tennessee, and definitely when you have a, a strength and conditioning program with all the resources um, that will be available. So, okay, ten fifteen pounds shouldn't be hard to put on. But is he committed to blocking? Like, that's a mindset thing. That's a mentality thing. So, 
if you are Tennessee, you're looking at tight ends in the portal, and you know you need more than one, you got to get guys that can do both because of the offense that you run. That's just my personal take. No, I, I completely agree with you. And it, and it does seem like uh, the, the Notre Dame's tight the Notre Dame, not Notre Dame's dummy, the Notre Dame tight end is more the McCollin Castles mold, and that's more the mold that Tennessee wants. Uh, and McCollin Castles is going to play in the league. He's going to get a crack at it, at least. He is he is a Swiss Army knife that that I think is going to be real attractive to, to some NFL teams, and, and I think he's going to get an opportunity very much like Princeton Fant has gotten his opportunity. So that, that Princeton Fant, McCollin Castles role where where they kind of they they can do everything that you want them to do that that's what Tennessee wants and I, I do think the Notre Dame tight end maybe fits that mold a little bit better not not at all saying that that's why the UConn tight end is not visiting this weekend just kind of talking out loud uh, because he did see more of a, a one-dimensional tight end a, a receiving tight end which, which is fine in today's game but with how Tennessee uses their tight ends within their offense May, may not be the the most compatible uh, match. To, to, to Todd's question, he said maybe Tennessee is getting two players with the tight end from Texas A&M and his brother as the backup quarterback. Uh, Max Johnson committed to North Carolina uh, at, at some point late last week, if if I remember correctly. Actually, I think he, he committed the, the morning of the Tennessee-Carolina basketball game or, or the next morning. Yeah, he committed uh, quick. So, yes, that, that was another <laughs> quick commitment that we've seen in in the portal so uh tennessee will not be getting max johnson because he is committed to uh old mac brown in in north carolina Uh, that's i did want to ask you real quick your thoughts on uh tim banks not getting the mtsu job and mtsu hiring Derek mason uh great for Derek mason uh we talked to Derek mason on the nation a couple weeks ago after tennessee's game against georgia and uh, it was me and Kevin Simon, former Tennessee linebacker, and, um, talk X's and O's and Derek Mason. You could just tell by what he was saying and how he was saying, like that he wasn't done with football. He wasn't done coaching the game. Uh, so you can just tell. And not surprised that he is the head coach, uh, MTSU. Um, I'm sure he loves, you know. Being in, in Tennessee, he lived in Nashville, so he understands the the climate. He understands the area. He's still he's in the SEC footprint, so he still has some of those connections and recruiting ties that he developed at Vanderbilt. Um, and he can actually gets some of those players maybe to go to MTSU that um, won't be able to go to to the SEC. MTSU has the opportunity to do some some big things, man, with with Derek Mason. I, I'm a big fan of Derek Mason. I was a big fan of Derek Mason and James Franklin when they was at Vanderbilt. Um, uh, they can coach. They can coach for football. But as far as Tim Banks, I know a lot of people wanted Tim Banks to, to leave. And I think I think people need to understand something. Do y'all remember when Josh Heupel was looking for a defense coordinator? We heard multiple names, and it was not a quick process. And so you have to ask yourself as a defense coordinator who is aspiring to be a head coach, you know what you're signing up for when you are the defense coordinator at Tennessee. Your defense may be put in some compromised situations. 
because of the tempo. But on the flip side, and this is one thing I heard from a defense coordinator who wanted the job, who wanted the job, did not get the job, but he wanted the job. This is what he told me. Some defense coordinators will shy away from being connected to an up-tempo offense because it puts you in bad situations. But I love it because once we get up, my guys can tee off. My guys can rush the passer. We can be aggressive. But the downside is if you're struggling offensively, you may get a minute rest on the sideline, two-minute rest. Three and outs are bad business. You're going to play a lot more snaps. And there's a higher probability that your guys are going to be um, wore out. And we saw that. We've seen that in three years here at Tennessee. And so understand, while you haven't had the personnel that you that you need, while you haven't had the, the perfect called game on defense, yeah, didn't have it on offense either. Hypo multiple times and losses have pointed to himself. Understand that this is not a normal defense coordinator job. Is it attractive to some? Yes. But to all? No. Because of the style of play that we play on offense. So... I just think that's worth mentioning. It's worth reminding people. We've had this conversation before. Um, I think Tim Banks has still done more with less. I think Tim Banks has had games where, hey, he got out coached. I think Josh Heupel's had games where he got out coached. I think it's part of it. You just can't let it happen a lot. But it's going to happen. This is why you try to get good players. Because there are days when you can win games while still getting out coach. <laughs> and that's and that's what you want. But you got to get players to be able to experience that. You can you can still get out coach and still win. But you got to have really great players to do that. That's why recruiting is so important. So that's my take on Derek Mason. No, Man, I, I completely agree with you. Obviously, uh Kari, my buddy, Kari Blazingame, who played at Vanderbilt, played for Coach Mason, and I've always heard great things about Coach Mason, and uh, his players love playing for him. I heard that through Kari, and then it was also obvious with, with how they played for him on the field as well and, and spoke about him publicly. So I, I really like that hire for MTSU. I, I think that has the potential to be a, a really, really good fit. And uh, I, I'm a Derek Mason fan as well. Uh, so I, I wish him nothing but success at MTSU. With Tim Banks, my only thought that I would add, Swain, is because I agree with everything that you said, is that I, I just, and, and I know some people don't like this because it's year three going into year four, but I, I still feel like the personnel is the bigger issue right now not that there haven't been frustrations and like you said not that he hasn't been perfect or uh he, he's been out coached no doubt about it there, there's been some situations here and there that could, could have gone better even with the current personnel but i still think that that is the biggest issue I, I don't look at the defensive side of the ball and and think 
Tim Banks is the biggest issue. I look at the defensive side of the ball and think personnel is the biggest issue. And it's not personnel because the defensive staff hasn't done a good job of bringing guys in. It's, again, like we've talked about so many times, they were just in a such a huge hole from a roster standpoint when they took over that it, it, it it's hard to flip a roster to, to get it to a championship caliber level within three years. Uh, so I, I still think up until this point, personnel has been the biggest issue, but uh, th- this is a huge offseason because once you get into year four, the, these are now your guys that you've brought in for several years now, and uh, most of the guys on the defense are going to be your guys. So th- this this is a huge offseason to, to make sure they round out this class as well as possible. Uh, and I, I think the development of so many guys on that defensive side is going to be critical this offseason. The, the development of David Hobbs and uh, Arian Carter, Elijah Herring, Jordan Matthews, Ricky Gibson, Christian Conyer, John Slaughter. I mean, th- those youngsters, Caleb Herring, uh, in addition to Josh Josephs and, and James Pierce taking their next steps. I mean, th- this is a huge critical offseason for this defensive staff because there's talent on that side of the ball. Now it's about developing them and getting the most out of them. Oh, 100%. 100%. So... Gotta get more. Gotta get more dudes. <laughs> Nate Daniels, so you think Derek Mason will hire Butch as OC once he's fired from Arkansas State in a couple of years? Since they, so he can have his cuddle cuddle buddy back. I don't know about all that. Um, but Mason have wanted our DC gig if it was open. In your opinion, now I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to speculate because Mason already was a defense coordinator, two different spots, and didn't work out. Some guys, they're just better to be, they're better to be the head coach. Some guys, hey, man, I want to do it my way. And Derrick Mason has some success at Vanderbilt and knew what needed to be done, but just couldn't do it because he was at Vanderbilt. And I think Derrick Mason was like, man, if I'm going to get back in this thing, I'm going to be a head coach. I got a pretty sweet gig over here at SC Network. I'm he did a good job, way. too. Yeah, I'm going to do it my way. That's what I would be if I was Derek Mason. Went to Auburn, didn't work out. Went to Oklahoma State, didn't work out. I'm going to do it my way next time I'm wearing a whistle. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he would be interested in Tennessee's job if you know, if there was if there was an opening, a defense coordinator position. Um, Jamie G, I don't want you to text us, me not read it, and then you feel like it's not worth the text in and not text moving forward. But I want you to know, Jamie G, I'm not necessarily happy or enthused about reading this message. I just want you to know that. But I'm going to do it. Because that's what we have to do. And I see you that smiling, Ben. I see that you have opened up the, the back end of the text box yourself today. That's awesome. Here we go. Jamie G. 
Swain or Ben, do you think Danny White will get rid of Kelly Harper after the season? My honest answer is I don't know. This is a um, really uncomfortable situation because I don't know if I've seen another coach, a bigger fan than Tennessee football, a bigger fan of Tennessee athletics, a better ambassador for the university than Kelly Harper. She's played at a high level. She's connected to Pat Summit. She has coaching experience. She was let go, uh, NC State, before having success as a, um, a coach. What is it, like Southeast Missouri State, something like that? Missouri State. Missouri State, before she came here. There's a lot of momentum at the end of the last season. Right now, Tennessee has played nine games and is below 500. Last night was bad. Last night looked like teams that played under Holly Worley. They looked uninterested. The why I approach this with um, a lot of caution and it's because at the end of the day, man, Kelly Harper is a, she's a LVFL. And I think when you wore the orange as a player and you come back to coach, you deserve a level of uh, empathy. Not saying that your results don't matter. Like your results matter. You, you're hired to do a job. But I don't think it's necessary to be ugly. Like you would be ugly to a different coach that was struggling to get their team playing at a certain level. Yeah, no one loves this. No one likes it. But there's probably going to be some tough decisions that's made if this continues. Whether it's telling players to get on and get up out of here, or telling assistant coaches it's time for a change, but the eye in the sky don't lie. What we've seen this year, I don't care if Rakia Jackson's not playing. It's unacceptable. We all know that. We all know that. Yeah, Rakia Jackson being out is is obviously a, a huge missing piece, but the, those issues or the issues that we've seen with this team the last year or so, they 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 still exist with Rakia. Uh, it, it just it's just not a well coached basketball team. I I, I don't know <laughs> what other way to say that. Uh, and and I I I hate it. I really do because I I truly genuinely like Kelly Harper. She is an awesome human being and like Swain said, former player connections. She she pours as much into 
Tennessee football and, and Tennessee baseball and, and the men's team uh, as as you can for somebody who has their own program to run. And that, that requires a lot of energy spent on your own program. But she still supports everybody else because she is a huge Tennessee fan as well, on top of guiding Tennessee to national championships and playing point guard under Pat Summit and so on and so forth. Like I, I hate that the situation is what it is. I really do. I wish that Kelly Harper would, would, would find the magic sauce to get this turned around because I, I would love nothing more than, than to see Kelly Harper, the person be able to lead the, the lady Vols to success because she deserves it. Um, but right now it's, it just doesn't look like a well-coached basketball team. It, it just doesn't, especially when you watch them play, play other teams like an MTSU that has a veteran basketball coach who's been doing this thing for, for quite some time. Um, and, and then also you kind of look on the recruiting trail and there's a lot to be desired there that there is. And, and they've, they've picked up some big transfers. They, they absolutely have Rakia Jackson is one, uh, and, and they've added other significant transfers. But when when you look at the high school recruiting, it's almost non-existent right now. And I don't know how it's non-existent for the Lady Vol brand. That that's a huge, huge issue. And they they do have like one player committed who's a freshman in high school or an eighth grader who's supposedly the the number one player in the country or whatever, but she's an eighth or, or ninth grader and she's not going to be here for a while. And, and you, you just can't put all your coins in, in, in that bucket. So it, it's a tough situation. Uh, she should not be fired mid season. I, I firmly believe that. I, I think you do have to let her coach out the season uh, regardless of, of pretty much what happens. Uh, but Danny White's going to face a tough decision, it seems, at the end of the season. And uh, to answer the question, Swain, I agree with you. I don't know because I don't. I don't really know how Danny's going to to treat the situation because we haven't seen him deal with a situation like this. Which is why I say I don't know. We we certainly haven't seen him deal with this at Tennessee. Don't know if he's dealt with a situation similar at at a, a different stop, but. Uh, I, I don't know, just because I don't, I don't know how Danny's going to handle the situation because we haven't seen him deal with this type of situation yet. Yeah, Finley Chastain is a freshman, number one player in 2027 class. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot there um, for the for the question. That is exactly what I woke up wanting to talk about today. Thanks a lot, Jamie G. <laughs> oh man. Neil and Mafia says, Swain, you've been doing so much stuff, you've forgotten how to pronounce. Vanderbilt. You're right, Neil and Mafia. You're right. I should be ashamed. Vala Birmingham says, unfortunately, he has to hire. He has to fire her. The Tennessee women's basketball program is the top three in the country and is not playing better. The program is going down the road. Football just went down for a decade before bottom was out. They have to hire a great coach to bring back to bring it back where it should be. Um, yeah, man, that's that's. Uh, I mean, you look at the arena yeah, last night. And it was like all MTSU fans uh, of, of the look. fans that were there. It was not a good look. 
And I know Murfreesboro's closer to Huntsville than, than Knoxville is, especially dealing with that stupid Chattanooga traffic and traffic in West Knoxville makes it a lot closer to, to Murfreesboro because uh, you can take some of those back roads up through Newmarket, Swain. Um, but you, you, you look in the arena and, I mean, it's it's kind of, of the fans that were there, there it seemed to be more MTSU fans. Not not a great look. 865 is our telephone number. Taking your phone calls. Also, your messages on the Swain Event text box. That's brought to you by Beatty Chevrolet and BeattyChevrolet.com. Go to the lot. It's right there on Parkside Drive. If you want the lot to come to you, wherever you are, you can go to the website, BeattyChevrolet.com. 2024 Chevy Colorado. Motor Trend Truck of the Year. 1.9 APR on their 2024 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab. Beautiful truck. Beautiful truck. We bought, in my family, two cars from Baby Chevrolet. You don't buy the second one unless you had a great experience the first time. 865-255-03. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain Event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men. Healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube.
865-255-03. Swain Event Fuel by Dead and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Again, 865-255-03. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Join my by my guy, Ben McKee. Go Vols 2 4 7. It's just, it's just more fun when everybody's winning. Simple as that. Todd, with the baseball question When is signing day for the current class of commitments? When do you expect Tennessee to announce those signings? I know Vitello typically plays that kind of information close to the vest and doesn't release. A lot. Uh, Tennessee, or th- there was the uh, the signing period uh, late last month. I-, I don't know the technical or the official name for that sign period, um, but th- there was the, the the signing period for basketball and baseball, softball uh, last month, end of, of last month. Uh, Tennessee probably will not uh, announce anything officially uh, just because baseball recruiting is, is very, very strange um, with, with the draft and, and you don't officially know who's going to make it to campus or, or this and that. Uh, so Tennessee doesn't typically put anything out because they, they don't know who's going to make it to campus. Um, but they did have an early signing period. Well, I don't even think it's called an early signing period. I think it's just a, a, an option for them to uh, to, to sign uh, towards the end of the fall semester. And then they did late last month, along with uh, Bishop Boswell, the Tennessee basketball signee, uh, and, and commit he signed last month as well. Uh, I, I do have a, a couple of notes, if Swain will allow me to share, on Tennessee's recruiting class real okay, quick. You can't share it. Well, these are good. This is, this is some good recruiting notes, Swain. No, I said no. You can't share it. We need positivity today. Go ahead. Uh, the, this this class was ridiculous. That Tennessee baseball did just sign. I mean, there, there's arms after arm after arm that uh, th- this is the draft that they're probably, or this is the signing class that they're going to be most worried about the draft with, and, and probably hit the hardest with the draft. So right now, there's a lot of players committed slash signed uh, and that's because they are expecting to get hit in the draft but hey you also never know but uh, the number 24 overall player 29 overall 66 overall 121 148 201 I mean those are all pitchers that that Tennessee is bringing in that's one two three four five six seven pitchers in the top 200 uh, according to Perfect Game, are, are signed to play at Tennessee, uh, bringing in a catcher, Levi Clark from Georgia, number 47 overall. Uh, Brooks Wright, who is a catcher over at Bearden High School uh, here in Knoxville, uh, he's ranked number 309 overall in the country. Uh, they have a shortstop from Florida who's 119 overall. Uh, they have a, a young man who is from the Las Vegas area. He's the number 22 overall player in the country. Uh, a shortstop that Swain would love, Jay Abernathy from Ackworth, Georgia. He's number 74 overall, one of the fastest players in the class. Uh, left-handed hitter with a dynamic, explosive overall game. Uh, Trey Snyder, a shortstop from Missouri, number 50 overall. 
uh, a Chris Newstrom, who's a utility player who probably plays third base from Phoenix. He's 87 overall in the country. Uh, there's a young man from Lenore City, Jackson Walker, number 83 overall. Uh, Lucas Ramirez, the son of Manny Ramirez, he's number 258 overall. So uh, th- this class is is absolutely loaded. Going to have to sweat out the draft, but even if you do get hard by the draft, there's so much depth in this signing class that uh, it- it's still going to be one of the best in the country. Balls are back. There's your recruiting nuggets for the day, Nelson. <laughs> Nelson says uh, he appreciates the he sent a bunch of uh, sleep emojis on the text box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking recruiting. Why is he sleep? Why is he asleep? Talking recruiting, are we not? Swain, yes or no question. Did we just talk recruiting? We did, but it wasn't about Jordan Seaton. I said yes or no. Yes, Ben. We talked recruiting. Yes. Okay. That, that's all that matters. Yes. Uh, Go back to what we were discussing to start the show. Jordan Seaton. It is Jordan Seaton today. Today, what time is he going to announce? Who knows? He is in California. A lot of buzz this morning for for Tennessee. Um, it's time. He's he's supposedly going to post on social media at some point today when he is going to announce. Hopefully, so, between twelve and three. Or he's going. He's going to. He's going to post to let people know when he's going to post. Oh, great! The equivalent of somebody releasing a top fifteen. Yes, he he's going to announce when he's announcing his commitment later today. Awesome. And I'll, it's. I'm sure it'll be later in the day. I mean, he's out in Cali in the L A area, so it's. It's just now 6.05 a.m. He's waking up with Rusty out there on the West Coast. It's only 6 o'clock there, so I'm sure it'll be a little uh, later in the day. And uh, real quick, Swain, on the UConn tight end, that was going to visit, but then tweeted out earlier in the show that he's no longer visiting. Okay, what's up now? I do I, I do think that was more of, of Tennessee uh, as as a good friend of our show texted us. Uh, Tennessee not extending him a rose like they do on The Bachelor. What do you mean? They, we offered him. Yes, they offered him, but... But what? I, I I think they're evaluating a lot of tight ends in the portal. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why I think it's important not to jump to conclusions, especially in today's recruiting, and on top of that, with the transfer portal. Because this thing is 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 fluid as fluid can be. It's um, it's entertaining, that's for sure. It is entertaining. You, you are seeing players who are quarterbacks, linemen, edge rushers know their value, and they want to see their value on the open market. And see who's willing to pay them. This is, um, boy, this is crazy out here. It really is. It, it, it is. We need Big Willie said I can wake him up. Go get him, Big Willie. We'll wake him and Rusty up. Go, go get him up. Tell him it's nine Eastern on the East Coast. It, it, it's time to get to work. 
early bird gets the worm. Go wake him up, Big Willie. Man, even if he commits, you still got to get the sign today, right? Well, I believe he's going to be an early enrollee, so. Okay, still got to get the sign today. Well, yes, technically so. But I, I would I would like to think that if you're committing on December 7th, you can make it uh, two weeks from today. I believe December 21st is the first day of the early signing period. Surely you can make it two weeks to sign on the dotted line. Surely. I'd like to think so, but it is recruiting, so touche. I mean, just never know, man. Never know. You got to have offensive linemen. You look at all the teams who are playing for the college football playoff. Uh, Now one of them have poor offensive line play. Now one of them. Nope. Now, there's some that have probably better defensive line play than others, and I think those are the teams that will have a better chance of winning the championship, but you cannot play the high level with a suspect offensive line. Simple as that. Let's get to the phones, 865-255-03. Good morning. Who do we have with us? Ben had my ears burning. Rusty is up, time. ready to go, man. Where is Jordan C? Ener- energetic and everything. Yeah, you don't sound hey. sleeper today. Hey. You don't sound like C-Mac. Yeah, I've been up. I've been up for since you guys started, and I I got to make a two hour drive here in a few minutes for work. Why so you I'm, got an hour of traffic to sit in? Yeah, it, it'll take me an hour to go twelve miles, but then the, the second the second hour is actually sixty miles. It's actually real driving, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that. So I got to be awake. Um, yeah, I I offered on Monday when the news came out that he was coming out that Jordan was coming out to Cali that I you know I was on my way with you know. All, all the essentials needed to, to lock this up if, if everybody wanted to chip in and, and, you know, so I'm ready when I'm ready whenever needed, <laughs> you know, you ready to give you off of Tennessee. Yep. I will take the bag firsthand. If everybody oh, else hold on now, hold on now. <laughs> you need to do all that. There's a better way to do it. It's legal now. Okay. No, what Russell's trying to do is not legal. Cashier's check. I'm going to have him advertise for my company. Okay. Well, in that case, drop the bags yeah. off. What's, yeah, your, yeah. what's your company call again? I'm not saying that on the air. Oh, okay. You know, oh, man, hey, we trying to get you, you know, your Google ratings up, reviews uh, up. We want to support your business. I well, appreciate that. That is if Tennessee lands Jordan Seaton. Right. We'll, we'll cross that bridge down the road. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Wow. Vol is right. All the all this stuff going on and uh a lot of lady Vols talk out there. Even even my my my, my good buddy Christopher Gabriel out here me and him have been talking about Lady Vols this morning as well. Um we got we got the basketball team, you know, going on right now and we got the craziest thing in the world going on with, with recruiting, bowl season, playoffs and portal all happening at the same time. Playoffs, um, Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's wild that the, the, the that the, the 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 go big, light blue sport is being talked about so much. Um, Last night was bad, Rusty. So, what I, now? I get it. 
Oh, I do too. Yeah. Was, I mean, I didn't see any of it. I was, you know, doing other stuff, but I, I get that it is. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised at how much attention that's drawn right now with this time of year. If it was mid January or late January, I, you know, Rusty. right now there's so much going on. Rusty, yeah. it's basketball season. I know. <laughs> like, now it, it's recruiting. What's going on right season. now? Hell, it's basketball season. Right, it's it's, it's recruiting portal season. What? It's correct. I, that, that's actually what I wanted to ask about. Um, being, are they going to make some kind of change to this? To that, there's just too many things going on right now. At this like three week period in early December, they're going to have to like change some dates up, right? With when the portals open, or either that, or when high school signing day is take first signing, early signing day is taking place. They're going to have to make some logistical changes, right? Just in in time frame, not not changing the rules that you can't, you know, go in the portal stuff like that. But they got to make some kind of stuff changed, right? Yeah. Yes, they, they they have to. I I don't I don't know what the solution is, but something has to change. And, and I'm sure at some point they will, because enough coaches are complaining about it now. I I think every head coach in America despises everything going on at once. So I would like to think that they make a change at, at some point. I I just don't know what the solution would be. Maybe it's getting rid of the early signing period and going back to the traditional February signing day. I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm sure at some point something will change in, just in terms of the calendar of it all. Well, the good news is next year we'll, we'll be, you know, it'll just be a little bit worse because we'll, ha- we'll have four football games for the first round of the playoffs starting either this Saturday or the next. So, so yeah. eight teams are going to be in even worse shape next year. Why don't they just make the early signing period like the first week of August before the high school season starts? How how complicated is that? Well, I, I think if if you do that, then just so much changes over the fall, um, right? Whether those, those it be kids, a, those a the kids co- that don't, the kids that don't want to jump in, just just wait till February, first Wednesday in February, and, and do the do the traditional signing day. But if you want to go ahead and get in the boat, and the team loves you, and they know who you are. But what if a, a coach gets fired or a position coach leaves or the school no longer wants that particular kid based off their senior film? There's just so much that goes on in the fall yeah. to, to where I, I I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't know that it that it's the solution. Yeah, I guess it's just that you're it's not like you're. It's not like that signed piece of paper means, you know, Hang, you know, it doesn't handcuff you as much as it used to. Truthfully, yeah, that's There's a very a good point. That if if your coach if a coach gets fired, you, you can you're, practically you're get out of it very very easily. Yeah, you're free. You're free to move about the cabin. Cabin. Yeah, I mean, if if you know if you're committed to Mississippi State and Arnett gets gets canned, you just your 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 letters torn up and you're back in the you're back in the recruiting process and you're you're going to commit in February. Or you're going to sign in February, so actually, give, it actually might give you a little more time if you go ahead and get it done in August in case there's a coaching change. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, just it's way too crowded. I, I, I you know, those guys make a lot, a lot of money. Um, our coordinators are making more than the head coach at MTSU is right now. Um, they get paid and they get compensated well, but it's got to be brutal trying to keep all this stuff in line. Yep. Yep, it's a lot, man. 
And I see why, you know, coaches have to get bigger staffs and and um, get burned out quicker, just more stressed out because it's a lot. I mean, it really cool. is. All right, fellas, I'll let y'all go. Just last thing, uh, Ben, Swain, how's the – How's the environment going to be on Saturday for this Illinois bunch coming in? Is it going to be an electric, electric atmosphere, or is it going to be a early December crowd? Um, I, well, I think um, I think the numbers will be there, Ben. When you look at the the ticket sales, uh, Tennessee sold out. I think the electricity level depends on how the team plays uh, to, to start the game. And um, there's there was a lot of excitement with ticket sales conversation after Tennessee did what they did to Michigan State uh, in the exhibition. Um, but coming off of three straight losses, you have to understand that there's a lot of Tennessee football fans that are uh, fans of, of Tennessee and athletics, but may let their enthusiasm um, you know slip a little bit because of what happened, not understanding fully that, man, this is a tournament sport and it's about playing uh, right at the right time. And so mm-hmm. they may wait and see what this team is going to do this Saturday, but I, I expect the place to be rocking uh, once Tennessee comes out and, and shows that they, they ready to handle business. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with, with everything Swain said. And Rusty, appreciate the call. It's great hearing from yeah, you, my friend. Hope uh, you and the fam have a great holiday season. Um, I agree with you, Swain. I, I think the the crowd, like in terms of numbers, it, it'll be there. But interested to see what the the noise level is like because Tuesday night was not great. I, I know it's George Mason early tip at, at six thirty, but it's still not great given that Tennessee basketball is is one of the best basketball programs in in the country uh, right now. And we'll, we'll see what happens on 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 Saturday. It is a noon early game so maybe that impacts things i don't know it shouldn't it's going to be a great matchup on on saturday illinois is really really good uh they're ranked number 20 but probably should be ranked much higher they they beat a really good fau team uh, that is ranked inside the top 10 uh, on tuesday night inside of madison square garden in the jimmy v classic Uh, so tennessee's going to have its hands full on saturday and look this tennessee basketball team is still really 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 good uh, everybody freaking out as if they lost to UNC Wilmington or, or Appalachian State, like these other basketball programs that, that people love to point to when they criticize Rick Barnes, while Rick Barnes is losing to Purdue and Kansas and, and North Carolina. Like there is a huge difference. Uh, Tennessee wins the games that it is supposed to win during the regular season. There, There is so much evidence of that. So uh, folks freaking out for, for really no reason when all these other schools are being upset by schools that they should not lose to there, there's a difference in the two. Uh, so ho- hopefully they, they show up and, and support the the team, the, the way that they deserve to be supported. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going to come out and ball out, man. I, yeah. That's just what I think. So I thought they, lo- I thought they looked really good on Tuesday night. Uh, George Mason is, is a, a, a good team. They're top 100 in Ken Palm and uh, ten- Tennessee handled them pretty well. Uh, I, I thought it was a really, really solid night for for, for Tennessee on uh, both ends of the floor. 
uh, starting to to get healthy, starting to to get uh, Freddie DeLeon back and, and Tobey Awaka back. They're they're going to need those two guys. Uh, they, they don't need need to necessarily carry the load, but they're they're going to have to chip in and and really play a key supporting role on this team for this team to to reach its full potential. So it was good to get those guys back, and I, I thought they played well on Tuesday night. And uh, Saturday will be a really really nice test for them. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. We will go back to the phones, um, but first we got to take a quick timeout. And uh, before we do that, we want to share with you the importance of taking care of your mental health. It's very very important, just as important, if not more important, than your physical health. And so, uh, if you need assistance in, in that area, it's that time of the year where the sun's not out. Uh, really, really easy to find yourself low energy. Um, asking yourself a lot of questions, not coming up with a lot of answers and just not being yourself. Mental health care that works for you. Well, that's mind body wellness, the website, mindbodyknoxville.com. Uh, go there, schedule a mental wellness assessment. They are accessible. They are affordable and they are available, which is the most important thing. Uh, they have a specialized approach to care. Their services encompass a wide range of evidence-based interventions, ensuring that each client receives the comprehensive treatment that they deserve. Mind Body Wellness, mindbodyknoxville.com. So when we come back, we'll go straight to our hotline, Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It's Ben McKee, Go Boss 247. Jason Swain, I'm live in the Low T Center studio. Stay with us. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Uh, why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, my family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job and I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Women of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. 
They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Swain event feel about damn barbecue going right to the phone. Good morning. Who, who do we have with us? Welcome to the program. Swain, is that me, brother? That's you, Jay. What's going on? What's up? Swain, I'm looking forward to this uh, Jordan Seaton commitment more than Andre 3000's new uh, flute album. Man, I agree with you. I hope we get some good news, buddy. I hope so, too. Swain, I hope so, think too. About, what, what do you think about this? Uh, I haven't got to listen to the show, uh, but what do you think about this uh, new proposal from the NCAA president? Too late, man. My, my, my initial reaction was, why in the world would schools go for this? It's too late. Too late? Yep. Too late. I think schools will go for it because it allows them to control everything. I mean, I know it would be something that they would have to add to their plate. It's already full, but um, schools probably want to control Everything, uh, I think, and I think it's pretty clear to see. Mm-hmm. Greg Sankey, coaches around the country, some coaches around the country, they don't want the collectives being the GMs at schools. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what mm-hmm. this is about. Interesting. That's they want they want to kind of seize more power back. Well, they well they want to they don't want the collectors to have any power. I think I, I, I just you know, it, you know, Swain, you know this. Most athletic programs on the university lose the university money, male and female. I mean, the male the male tennis team loses money. They don't make money. And yeah, I just thought, why? Say what? That's why football is important to to make up. The yeah, ground. yeah, and and I just thought, why, why? Yeah, that's that's why football is king, and sometimes mm-hmm. basketball is second runner up. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, but I thought, why would a university want to pay players on sports on sports teams that lose them money? Why would they want to pay them a salary? You know, why would you want to pay the women's teams? No disrespect to women's, I'm just strictly from a financial standpoint, when those women's sports and some a lot of those male sports, the Olympic sports, are losing money already, why would a school sign up to pay these kids an annual salary? I mean, isn't that just digging yourself even deeper into a hole with these sports? Um, yeah, I mean, I understand that line of thinking, but you know you have to, because of Title IX, um, you got you to gotta take care of your 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 female sports too, um, but yeah. it's only fair that the sports that's bringing in the money 
is a sport that gets the money, most of the money. I mean, I, I get that line of thinking, too. Um, that's how the real world works. That, I mean, that, that's how the real world works. I totally agree. But, hey, um, I, it, I would hate for you know our, our athletes that put in a lot of work, that's winning at a high level, and they, they don't get anything. That's just weird. But I can't expect yeah. those athletes to make the same and have the same opportunity as a sport that has all the eyeballs. I mean, it's, it's just simple mm-hmm. as that. Mm-hmm. Well, Swain, I, I'll get off here, man. Uh, Kelly Harper, I, I tell you what, that's just tough. I hope people do treat her with respect. I'm sure that is not happening on Twitter. But, you know, Ke- Kelly's the just BFL. Twitter. I'm sure she's just as sick as anybody about what's going on. And, um, you know, just hopefully that's, that's all I'll say. Hopefully people just treat her with respect if it is an issue where, you know, you got to move on or, or whatever. But uh, hopefully, it's, you know, I hope people remember she played here. She's she's from here. So just remember that. Yeah. See Jay. you, then. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, see you, buddy. I'm out of here. All right, Jay. Not one former player that was a great player here. I think would turn down opportunity to coach and lead a program that you play for. It's a heck of opportunity. But at the same time, there's that other side of it. That risk of failing and how that can impact your legacy. We've seen it with Coach Former. We've seen it with Holly Warlick. We've seen it with assistant coaches that I've played here and left with bitterness because of how it ended. Are they bitter now? Not as much, if any at all. They still have love for this program, love for their teammates. But to have an opportunity to coach in a place where you play? I was talking to someone the other day about if things were different and I decided to go and and, and be a part of Tennessee staff when I had an opportunity to be when I finished up football. It would be so cool to be a coach for the school that I played at, whether it was off the field or on the field. But, like, what happens when if, if the staff gets fired? What happens then? I don't want to coach at another school. I don't want to be Robert Gillespie, who I think is the best running back coach in the country. I don't play to Florida. I don't. I don't want to coach Alabama. I don't want to be uh, you know, T. Rob, defense coordinator down there at Alabama. Played at Auburn, coordinator at Alabama. I, 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 I don't think I want to do that. Now I think when you are in that profession, you got to put all that stuff to the side. You got to do the job. And if you want to be a head coach, you got to go to the situation that's best for you. Like Colin Klein left Kansas State, the place where he played quarterback. He was he was the OC, quarterback there, OC there, and he left to go be the OC at Texas A&M because it's a great opportunity for him, better opportunity. But I think when you are in that profession, like you're wired to just put – your love for the university and your um, 
favoritism, you got to put it to the side. Your bias, you got to put it to the side. You got to go do a job. And I'm sure I would have to do that. But, man, that's just tough, tough position that uh, Holly's in and, you know, all of her, all of her teammates and players that played, uh, seeing one of their own once again struggle. Um, not, the, not the easiest at all. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. What's the reason for backing off the offer for Justin Jolie? I mean, I think we can put two and two together here, King King Vol. You you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be backing off unless you feel like it was in the best interest of your program. And that could be either the offer, uh, you know, the, the, the financials didn't, didn't match up. Maybe players asking for more than you're willing to pay. Not saying that's the case. I'm just saying I'm just giving you some, some possibilities. Or it could be, hey, man, we, we see somebody out here better. It's a better fit for us. That could be. I, I think that's what it is, Swain. Uh, I, I sent you the tweet during the break. Uh, I'm assuming it's his dad, uh, Rob Jolie, tweeted that Justin received a call this morning that the visit was canceled and coach already committed to another tight end. Thanks for all the love and support. All caps. Next. So just seems like Tennessee decided to go in a different direction with a different tight end. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that's that is that, but yeah, like hey. I mean he's been tweeting about uh Joe Lee for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I guess technically it couldn't be dad, but it seems to be a family member at the least. Yeah. Man, I, when everybody was, was wanting them and and tweeting at them and And I would look—I would have looked stupid if he would have came here and at 215 pounds and was bench pressing folks off the line of scrimmage. Like I would have looked silly, but I was like, "Wait a minute, he 215? Is he—he he, he gonna be blocking like my my castles? <laughs> he gonna be blocking like Warren? He gonna be blocking like Princeton fan and out here catching passes? He gonna have to gain some weight." Do we know he can block? You got to do both the tight end. So that makes sense. The Tennessee got some some news or committed to a different a different tight end. So the thing about doing the, the show, all the stuff going on, there's like. Four or five things I'm over here controlling. And I could reach out to some sources and, and see what's going on, but that would add like the seventh thing that's going on over here. Well, Swain, I do want you to remember one thing. Are you listening? No, I'm trying to reach out to sources. <laughs> What's up? You can't take all those sources to the grave with you. Just remember that. 
Moose wants to know, as of today, do you think Dylan Sampson stays or transfers? Oh, man. I don't know. This, guys, this, this is money we talking about. This is money we talking about. I do I do think that that scenario is the situation with Dylan Sampson um, is unique. I do think that Dylan Sampson is RB1 next year. He was a re- really good player for us, is a really good player for us. I do think there's things he needs to work on. Um, as any player in this football team. If I'm Dylan Sampson, you, you got to be careful about having this mentality because you got to have confidence in yourself, right? But you look at the position that you play and how valuable is it really at the next level? Not that valuable. They 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 out here playing running backs the least amount possible. And I think if you are a running back who is not B. John Robinson or one of the top two or three backs in the country, you know, Jameer Gibbs type, then you have to think about maximizing every opportunity that you can now because you're not gonna maybe have a second contract. But the chances of a running back getting a second contract is not that high. Uh, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott make his money, and like those, that, but he was at the top of the game when he did that. They just ain't playing running backs like that at the next level. Here, the college level, you, you, I think it's important to pay a high level running back. There's a difference between Jalen Wright and some normal running back. There's a difference. So, if I'm Dylan Sampson, I try to maximize my earning potential while I can. But I think you also have to be careful, understand that there, there's a lot of backs in that in that portal. And there's probably a lot of backs that will say, man, that's a system that I would love to play in. And so, do I think Dylan Sampson is replaceable? I do. Do I think he's a really good player? And Big fan of his since day one and thinks he's electric. I I do too. Two things can be true. I can agree with both. And I do here. Um, but I don't know. I don't know exactly where that is. And I I don't try to count people's pockets and get in people's money business. That'll work itself out. I'd be surprised if he's not here next year, though. I I would be, too. I don't know if there's a better situation for, for Dylan Sampson from a football standpoint. Um, if you're not feeling the love, um, you're not feeling the, the value, or feeling like you are valued from a monetary standpoint, then, hey, I understand you go somewhere else and they're willing to pay you a whole lot more, then, hey, I get it. But I think just from a football standpoint, there's not a better situation for him um, than, than right here. I just I just don't. But I try not to get in people's, you know, pockets and know how much they're making. And I mean, I, a lot of guys I can 
find out and have a good good idea. And but I think Dylan Sampson has an opportunity to do something real special this year. I think he'll make his eye money. He has a great personality. Does get in trouble. Like he got a chance to make some serious serious money off the football field outside of you know just getting paid for the event series through Spire. Like he he can really work with companies here locally and regionally and do a really really good job and make even more. That's how much I think of uh, Dylan Sampson. All right, let me check out this text box. Uh, see back. We can't. We we're not doing that at this point of the show. We can't do that. Jeff Moore says, "I wish the NCAA can get together on compensation for foreign players. I do love uh, to do NIL. Uh, I love to do NIL with one of the swimmers, but he's he's from the Caymans." Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's ways around it if you want to be creative. It's it's been it's been done. It can be done. Can we get a moment of silence on the 11th and 6th year anniversaries of hiring Butch and Pruitt? Look how far we have come. Oh yeah, man, we we in a good spot, man. Position to. Possibly land the highest rated offensive lineman that we've landed in a couple of years. And if Tennessee's going to take this next step, these are the players you got to get. You got to go get the Jordan Seatons. You, you got to get them. You got to get some dudes in the trenches. So we are in position. C Mac says, why? C Mac wants to know about. Which baseballs could you see being selected in the top 10 of this year's MLB draft? Drew Beam, Blake Burke, Christian Moore, Billy Amick, Kavars Tears with a great year. Dylan Dryling, because he's draft eligible after a sophomore year. Dalton Bargo with a good year. And that's everybody off the top of my head that I feel comfortable saying. Gotcha. I think we answered this. I don't think we did. Anything new on Juice visiting? No. Nothing new on Juice visiting. Don't get your hopes up about, about Juice Wells. Um, I think you need to have a low low bar there. Transfer receiver from South Carolina. Nelson's from Jackson says, I feel like C-Mac is trolling me. He is. He's 100% trolling. 100%. Jordan Seaton. Will it be Jordan Seaton today? Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on the swivel. As we wait to see where Jordan Seaton is going to go. The five-star off the tackle from IMG Academy. Program changing. Will he have a Trey Smith type of impact? Day one, Aaron Sears type of impact. Physically looks to be the part that he can step in day one and be a starting tackle 
than a major program in the SEC. Will he have that type of impact? They want impact, like an Aaron Sears uh, and a Trey Smith. Will he have a Darnell Wright, William Morris type of impact where he played, but had those bumps as a true freshman. Everyone has bumps. What kind of prospect is Jordan C? How special will he be? For Tennessee, you got to find out. You got to bring him home. You got to get him. We'll find out later today, unless anything changes. It is recruiting, so you never know. For Ben McKee of Golf Balls 247, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great rest of your day today and a great weekend. Back on Tuesday, 8 a.m. Peace and much love. We are out.